Welcome back to Out of My Head. I'm your host, Hugh Allen. And first off, I want to thank everyone who listened to our last podcast, the one about how we remember the Berenstain Bears from childhood being spelled as S-T-A-I-N. But currently, everywhere you look, it's spelled S-T-E-I-N. Wow, it was just a great episode. We, I got to tell you, we got record numbers for this. We got... We have more hits on Handbook than we've ever gotten before, all right? It's probably our best episode. And if you didn't catch it, all you have to do is go to our website. If you remember what our website is, everybody, it's nerdpod.com. That's N3RDPOD.com. Anyway, I am not alone tonight. Uh, I have some special guests here to discuss what our conspiracy theory tonight is going to be, because that's what we're going to run with for at least a couple episodes here and there. We, we've got a good idea. We're going to run with it. First of all, you, you may know these people from our, our normal podcast. Want to introduce Paul? Hi. And Lana. Hi. Now, guys, I asked you to come here tonight for one simple reason, to talk about 9-11. Paul, your thoughts? It was a horrible, horrible tragedy. Um, but I, I assume we're not talking about the actual history of it. We're talking about the fact that it's been strongly, strongly hinted at that it's been an inside job. It was a false flag. Is that what they call it? Apparently they call it a false flag attack. False flag attack. Yeah, there are a lot of things out there, a lot of people saying that they think that 9-11 was all perpetrated by our government or some higher shadowy conspiracy organization type thing. Uh, Lana, do you, what do you know about this topic besides the, the obvious? Um, I know a lot, but wow, the government purposely killing so many people. This will be interesting because she probably hasn't heard a lot of this stuff. Right. Um, I haven't heard a lot, um, anything about this whole conspiracy okay. thing. Let me lay this out for you. Uh, basically, the idea is this, okay? Um, back at the point this happened, uh, people are saying that we wanted to go to war. We wanted to go to war for oil or power, money, whatever. You, you, you can pick your, your evil of choice. The idea is the people running the government wanted to go to war. They needed to institute change. Yes. And to do that, they needed to create a disaster so horrible and terrifying. I mean, it's one thing. We see school shootings all the time, three, four, five, 30 people die. I mean, it sucks, but we see this online, and we just move on. We say, oh, that's too bad, and we move on. This was 3,000-plus people dying. Within an hour. People jumping out of skyscrapers and things like that. An absolute horrible tragedy. And and what they're saying is that they believe that this was done on purpose, that there was no involvement with foreign powers or anything like that, and that our government made this happen so they could say, Look at those people over there. Look at the people wearing turbans with all the oil. We need to go get those terrorists. Look what they did to us. Yes. Then why do they have um, people, why are they arresting people like that if they didn't do it? It, Here's the thing. First of all, a conspiracy theory is an idea. Yeah, Um, I know. Okay. We can't prove this. Okay? Now, if you're going to tell a lie, a lie that big... You're going to follow through. You're going to throw those people in jail because you don't care. You don't care about some guy in in Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever if he rots in a jail for the rest of his life as long as you and your cronies uh, make the money and have the power. That's terrible. Yeah. Now, there are some things 
I don't know, Paul, how much do you, do you know about the, uh, the conspiracies behind this? I know bits and pieces. I haven't done a lot of research recently. So... Well, I, I, there's a couple things going on there. Um, there's video. Now, we, we could go really in-depth here, folks. I think we're just going to kind of skim over it because, you know... We, it, because we want everyone to make their own decision. Yeah. We want to yeah. just put the information. We can't call it facts. Yes. Um, the information out there. And remember, because if there is any government agencies or anybody listening, this is all for entertainment purposes only. Yes. And we're not necessarily saying we endorse the conspiracy theory. We're just talking about it. Or believe in any way. Because, of course, we wouldn't believe that. We are um, flag-waving Americans who support our government fully. Paul? Yes, sir. I've never quite seen that look on your face before. <laughs> That's what you call slinging bullshit. I mean, um, Merca. <laughs> uh, so, so some of the things going around, uh, there are firefighters who were at Ground Zero who've gone on record as saying they heard multiple explosions um, inside the building. There are videos who, that purport to say that that if a plane hit a building, things wouldn't wouldn't happen like that. There are people to say that the way the towers fell, with the accuracy and all that stuff, that it was a demolition. Uh, a demolition being when a construction crew comes in, they place charges in certain places to make sure the building falls a certain way. That was a controlled detonation. Detonation, thank you. You're welcome. Holy shit. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at some of these videos, no. Purportedly. It falls straight down. It falls in on now, its own. you got to remember something, though, okay? That's what a lot of these people say. Buildings like that are designed to fall like that. When, when these architects come up with these buildings, they have to think about worst-case scenarios, and they have to think about if something happens and this building falls down, we don't want it to fall into the building next to it. So they're designed, should something catastrophic happen, for the building to fall down like that, or, or at least that's w the response that's been given to these uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, um, my social studies teacher, he said that um, it fell like that because the structure melted because of the hot Thermite. fire, and it, that's why it fell down on itself. Yeah. They well, were jet fuel, but the yes. term thermite has been bandied about. Yeah. Some people saying that a jet uh, engine and the fuel couldn't burn that hot. That hot or that long. Yeah. To make that happen. Now, again, because it sounds like we're kind of uh, agreeing with it, uh, we're not coming out and saying that, that we agree with this. We are presenting the opinions we've found. Because yeah. I, have, I have looked at these, these videos in the past, and I thought to myself, well, I can understand where they're coming from. You know, there's it, just because the evidence fits your theory doesn't always make it right. Uh, also not saying that it couldn't be because I'm pretty sure our government is capable of a lot of really, really nasty things. Um, I think this kind of ties into, um, have you ever heard of the Black Budget? I just saw it for the first time today. Yeah? Yes. I, I think a lot of this ties into that whole idea that there's a government behind the scenes pulling the strings. Um, when Edward Snowden released all that stuff uh, out of the wild, he released that there is there is a black budget within our government. What a black budget is, is money that's earmarked for projects and nobody knows what it is, not even the president. And there are rumors that these Wait, things are... Wait, how does so the president not know about this it, stuff? Because, because it, the president is still just a man. Yeah, this is stuff that's bigger 
than than our government. And if something like this was to happen, the 9-11 conspiracy was to happen, I, I would imagine that if it was true, it would come from whatever that place is. Lana, the idea is that there is a cabal of people, and there might be people who don't know what the other half are doing, things like that, but they're actually, they're taking hundreds of billions, possibly trillions is what they're saying, uh, and moving it into these black projects that nobody knows about. Now, we can now prove for the first time that there is a black budget. Now, that could be being used for top secret spy planes and all that kind of stuff. Since we don't know, it's fun to kind of you know, make a supposition that, you know, maybe that's where it comes from. But there are certainly parts of our government we're not aware of. There are parts of our government our government's not aware of. Okay, why, what makes these people who run the black budget so important? Well, imagine this. Imagine if, and it may go even farther back, but I'm just going to say, let's say back in the 60s, the people in power said, you know what, we need to step away from the regular government so we can make sure things run the right way. And they set themselves up above our government, pulling in money, doing secret projects, all that stuff, okay? New president comes around, no one tells him. New cabinet members, new everything. Time goes on, and we eventually get to a point where the people that are running our government on the ground, they haven't heard of any of this stuff. They don't know who these people are, that they even exist. The invisible hand. Yeah, basically. Then how did they take money from It the just government? comes out of the budget. Now, we, we don't know how that process actually works, but when the government writes up a budget, the, the, the black budget people, they say, we need this much money, and they give it to them. And like they don't, they probably don't even know why. This is just how it is. It's how it's always been. That's how. So it they're works. just giving money to people that they don't know. But we can't. Say we that. are simplifying. Yes. Ah. Boiling Sim it way, way down. Way down. Because we do not have all the answers. Because I, I can't speak for the rest of them. Because this is a damn smart man across the table from me. But I am not that smart. Neither am I. You're only thirteen. That's allowed. You will get much smarter. No, I did. Hey, hey, terrible at math. Reasonable expectations, Paul, please. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> Screw you. Um, and now the geek pad comes out. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess the, uh, the, the, the the line has been crossed there. Should we just come out and say it? Just so people don't actually go to nerdpod.com. Right, yes. <laughs> I, I hope everyone got the joke. I really do. But, I mean, because I mean, our, our friends here that listen, they're a damn smart bunch of people. But, yes, we're Geek Pad. <laughs> I was just wondering, I hope no one listens to this for the first time and goes to the wrong website. Right, this is the first one. <laughs> this, oh. this is the alternate universe version of Out of My Head. <laughs> we need to, like, reference NerdPod in other places now. We do. Can that we even get that best. website? I, I'm all over that. <laughs> if I remember. My what will haze. we do with this episode? What? Website. <laughs> she has not been drinking. We can think I, of something. I, I mixed episode and website together and. Episway. Episway. Wow. We can put Lana in charge of NerdPod. Yes. Wait. It'll be the hip teen version of GeekPod. <laughs> It'll sit there. Okay, for a year it would not. Cancel the website. No, uh, I would probably be on top of it, but. It, I don't think it would be worth listening to because I just, I'd get distracted too easily. Like, oh, there's a bird. Light up. Well, yeah, it's like having Jack on. <laughs> yeah, it would basically be Squirrel. Jack, but a little bit more mature. <laughs> that is great. 
I'm just glad I don't have to do this, uh, the ending to this in the alternate universe. Right. That's really, I was going to stop you and say, hey, can, can we let them in on the joke? Right. <laughs> uh, but back to, uh, yeah, so, so, so there are, we know that there's a black budget, and it would make sense that if there was a 9-11 conspiracy, it would come from there. Now, of course, 9-11 happened. If it was an inside job, uh, then, you know, they got exactly what they wanted. I mean, pretty much right off the bat, everybody was calling out and saying, hey, you know, you're going to the war in the wrong place. Why, why are we attacking Iraq? Why were we picking on Iraq? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Saddam Hussein's an asshole, but, I, but it, that, that's like, you know, you know, coming home from school and saying, yeah, Billy punched me, and your dad going, yeah, well, I'm going to go over to Tom's house and kick his dad's ass. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes, um, agreed. Especially since it has come out that, you know, Saddam was willing to play ball. He wanted to stay in power. He did not want to piss us off. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there there's a lot of stuff coming out now. I don't know if anyone's ever going to pursue any of these potential charges. I, and is it even worth it? I don't think point? it's possible. You know, it'd be nice for someone to come out and say, hey, here's the facts so we can get our history books in line. Um, I don't think anybody wants to... Let, let me ask you, Hugh. What? How quickly have they come out with the facts about JFK's assassination? They're never coming out with facts. Yeah. They don't deem that the American people need facts. Well, there, we do have a bit of a different story here, though, because these people who are implied to have been involved in this are still doing things. They're still here. They're still important. People are calling actively for them to go on trial and things like that. Uh, man, I wish I could remember what the most recent one of those things was, but some, a something about you know I, I think it was uh, Darth Vader there. What was it? Dick Cheney, um, saying that they knew that there were no WMDs in uh, in Iraq, uh, for a fact. I I, I, don't, I, I could be uh, misremembering this, folks. So don't uh, hold it against me. But yeah, I just wonder because in JF, the JFK assassination, is there a person we know we want to go at? We don't actually know. It's right. still a mystery. We've never figured it out. Now, if the JFK assassination happened today with social media and handbook, I mean Facebook, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, cell phone cameras and all that stuff, would we know who did it? It's possible. And, and I think that because we have more access to information, it's the only reason that, that we know so much about what happened. Can you imagine if this was the 50s? I mean, back then, I mean, they probably missed the old days of government. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Nobody had an idea. What, you know, the people in Iowa find to find out we went to war after it's over, right. you know? <laughs> uh, it's just, it's amazing the, how different the world is now. And it's getting harder to keep a secret. And I think this is one of those situations, this is why it scares me. Uh, when they could keep secrets when we couldn't trade information, it was one thing. Now, we can be like, but we have proof. It's like, yeah, so what? Right. We we are we have a platform to talk about these things and to try to right social injustices. And when it comes to certain things, we can't do anything about it. I mean, you, you could you could have a video of let's just say any big political figure um, raping and killing a prostitute, and if they were they had the right friends, they'd be like, um, nope, didn't happen. No, nope. but I saw you. Nope, didn't happen. Yeah, pretty much. So. There's two things here. There's the fact that we know that they lied about the war that we went to after 9-11 that they used as justification. We, we know that there were lies told there and misinformation just to get us into Iraq. Does that necessarily mean 9-11 was an inside job? 
No. no. Does it help give credence to it? It does. I hope it wasn't an inside job. I would like to think that human beings are not capable of that level of evil, mm-hmm. and then I remember other human beings. And that level of evil has always existed. I would just... I, I wouldn't trust the government. Why? I don't care too much about 9-11 because, you know, I wasn't there to experience it. I mean, it was an awful day. Yeah, I can understand that. Just... Did you have any personal experiences of it, Paul? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Where were you, and how did you find out? We were at at I was, because I told her about this. Actually, when I found out about it, actually, um, I was getting up. Wait, you let Can me he tell his story? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Where were Shut you, up, Alana? Child. You were what, two? I uh, was getting ready for work. I was getting ready for work, and uh, I, I think that my uh, my ex-wife had said, come look at the TV or whatever. We have the TV on the morning. I, I don't know. But it was on Fox News, and I, I come out of the bedroom, and um, it, it was, it was like a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Uh, not thinking terrorist thing or anything. I'm just thinking, wow, it, one of those horrible things that happens, you know. Uh, I'm like, wow, and I'm just, you know, I took my shower, come out watching it. And then another one hits, and I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck? And then I watched the buildings fall, and I was just, you know, shocked. I didn't have no. words for it. So, yeah. Uh, so I go to work, and I find everybody's outside the building. I worked at AT&T at the time, and everyone was out uh, in front of the building smoking. I mean, everybody was out there. Nobody was up there. And they basically, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm worried, you know, because... Is this some kind of big attack in the U.S.? I need to get home with my family. Most of the crew left uh, and went home to their family, and AT&T was like, yeah, fine, go. I don't know what percentage of us stayed. It, it wasn't much. There was a handful of us out of a couple hundred people. I stayed just because I was. this was actually my, my thought. Um, okay, even if we're being attacked, uh, nobody's going to get any strategic value out of Syracuse, especially not the building AT&T is in. I'm pretty sure I'm okay. Um, so we go up there and we're answering the calls. Now, there was always a lot of calls in queue at that job, but this day, it was crazy. There was, I could, don't think there were more than 20 of us, or 30 of us there. And most of them were people, and because we were a business center, we handled business customers for setting up services. And stuff. All the calls that day were, I can't get through to New York, my son's in New York, my wife's in New York, my grand, granddaughter's in New York. Um, my, my, my husband works at the World Trade Center. Can you please get me through? And we were like, I, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Because they'd shut the phones down so that only the emergency crews could use the phones because they didn't want the chatter blocking the important calls as they're trying to rescue people. And uh, all, it was all the way till 8 o'clock till we closed the center of people crying and screaming. And, I mean, it, it took a toll on me. I can only imagine. I, I'm pretty sure I, I, came, I came home that night called my father and proceeded to get completely shit-faced on our back porch in tears and talked to my dad for a while. I just, I was kind of broken, you know? I mean, while I was there, I was okay because it was a job and I, I, somebody needed okay. to answer those phones yeah. for those people, but we couldn't do anything for them. It was heartbreaking. Um, yeah, so not not a, a up-close-and-personal-down-there story, but yeah, it, it was rough. It, it wasn't the same as if I worked at McDonald's the day it happened. How about you, Paul? I was working in, a, in a, an electronics factory at the time in Auburn. And I found out at 4.30 in the afternoon when we got out of work. Really? 
they didn't come out and tell us anything. They just let us work all day and didn't tell us anything. And I get out of work to leave. I was living in Jordan at the time, so it was a 20 minute drive from Auburn to Jordan. And I turned the radio on, and that's when I found out. Holy that's shit. terrible. Yeah. They didn't tell you? No. Was there any backlash to them from that? Uh, no. No one ever said anything because, I mean, it's a factory, so it's a bunch of uneducated blue collar workers who just. Life goes on. And I didn't even, you know, think anything of it until you look back on it a few years later and it's like, wow, that's fucked up. That's a dick move. That's terrible. And these are people that were making $6 an hour at the time. Me, I'm talking, we were, we, yeah. About to say, if they worked at the World Trade Center, you'd think they'd be getting more than six dollars an hour. What? No, we were in Auburn. We're making six dollars an hour. I don't know what they made in the World Trade Center. But I bet more you it was way more than that. Dollars an hour. I, yeah, that's that's what I meant. So yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anyway. then I spent the next few days watching TV, just like anybody okay. else, watching everything happen trying to make sense of it, which you couldn't do. No. You cannot do. And I had literally been dating who would one day become my wife for a matter of days. I went out to see her that night. I remember I drove into Syracuse to go see her. And I remember driving down 81 because she lived in Cicero. And one of the bridges that goes over 81, I remember seeing a man an older man just standing there just waving an American flag. And that's the one thing I remember from that day. And that's that's what you were meant to remember. Right there. So that's that was that was my nine eleven. Then Max girlfriend called me on my way home from work that day to talk about it. <laughs> Nowhere's near as poignant as yours. But <laughs> it's okay. All of our stories have meaning to us. And I am going to throw the company under the bus that's MCAM Incorporated. They may still be in Auburn. If they are, um, burn their place down. Yeah. Y- you know, we could probably get sued for that if somebody actually does it. We'll tell them. We'll let them sue Nerdbomb. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think we've kind of gone a little off the rails there, but uh, certainly made, makes for good, uh, in, in interesting conversation for sure. Uh, so, I guess, what do you guys think? I mean, that's, that's what we want to know. That's the purpose, you know, kind of get out, get things going. Um, do you think it was an inside job? Do you think there's a conspiracy there? Uh, I'd love to see more detailed stuff. You know, I, I don't want to just do a Google search and start watching videos of whack jobs going blah, 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 blah. It's better when somebody actually explains it to you because this is a person who, a rational, your whole rational person, who's accepted this as fact because they've managed to fit it into their head and make sense of it. Usually when I watch those videos, I st- they'd start, and I'm just like, yeah, this guy is fucking um, <laughs> You need better PR. You need to give your story to somebody who's a little more photogenic and a little less whack job crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you folks think? Uh, th- that's what I want to know. I never thought about the government having secret budget and killing so many people. It just, it makes a lot of sense my brain it fits I don't want to believe it but there well, it's is America you're allowed to choose not to no but like in my head it makes more sense than terrorists 
Well, you, you know, I, I've always thought to myself, I, I know that there, the whole Islam extremist thing, you know, that there's a reality to that, obviously. But I've always thought to myself, pulling something like that off without help, without people looking the other way, still astronomical. I mean, we didn't have the same safeguards we have in place, but it's one of those things for everything to happen right. So many things could have gone wrong at any point. Uh, the other part of that is, yeah, okay, if they had a plan to drive a plane into a big building, they're going to kill a lot of people. Um, when, when you want to, if you're going to make that big of a move, you better be ready to win. It better be a nuke, and it better be hitting Washington, D.C., uh, and everywhere else, because you know if you poke the bear, it's going to come back and eat them. Oh, as they say. Uh, I just, I'm just thinking the, the way you, you wage war when you attack somebody. Was it a smart move? If it was a regular ground war where their borders were with us and they could follow up with other stuff, yes, something like that would set somebody off guard. I just kind of, man. I mean, subway bombings and things like things like that are one thing. This was very ambitious, and they had to expect, yeah, we're totally going to get our asses kicked for this. Um, I don't know. I just question that that thought, but I guess you know maybe if they're crazy, you can't really rationalize with uh, religious fanatics and fundamentalists, you know. Um, on an interesting note, we're not going too long here. Uh, at my former job, uh, quite a few of the people um, are uh, Muslim now, and uh, one of the, the kids who work for us, him and I had a lot of conversations about it because I've always been open about religion. I like learning about it. I've never run into somebody who's Muslim, uh, so I, I was curious to hear about it. What he said to me is that there are actually two versions of the Quran now, which is not hard to. Uh, believe, considering, you know, uh, for all you Christians out there, if you knew how many times the Bible's been rewritten, you'd probably stop and think. Um, so the idea that there can be a different version of the Quran completely acceptable. He said that there's the, the regular version, which is what him and his family, you know, what they were raised on, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's some crazy stuff, Old Testament type stuff in there, but, you know, the, the basic idea, you know, is love, forgiveness, acceptance, you know, you, the same kind of stuff as the Christian Bible. Um, just some different people in different places. You know, Jesus is in their Bible, but he was just a really good man and a, uh, you know, like a, a figurehead. He wasn't the son of God, you know. Um, then there's the second version. And what he said is a few years back, um, some fundamentalists started making changes to the Quran to make it more violent, to justify attacking other people. And they're going out there and getting a lot of young Muslims and saying, no, no, it, the book wasn't supposed to be interpreted like this. This is how it's supposed to be interpreted. Uh, which is exactly how this kind of thing works. So, uh, I mean, it, it's just kind of you know going off on a, a bit of a side tangent there because I don't want people to, you know, when we refer to religious fundamentalists, I don't want them to put, or if we have any Muslim listeners, uh, I mean, I, I certainly have a better understanding of it, uh, unless it was what he was saying is cover and what they tell all the Muslims to say <laughs> to everybody who asks. Um, but I can certainly see, I mean, you've got Christians like my mother, who kind of goes about her life and does her own thing, and then you've got, you know, the, the people that want to tear down the government and, and all this stuff and do wacky things and, you know, bomb abortion clinics and, you know, you're fundamentalists in every religion. So I think we might actually be moving into another episode right here. Yeah. Going into a new topic. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think I think I'm going to stop there. But, uh, Paul, any final thoughts on this? Yes, I just want to draw attention to September 10th. 2001. Why? Because that was the day that Dick Cheney came out and announced that there was 
how much missing from the Pentagon's budget? Oh, I forget how much. Between one and four billion, I can't remember what it was. Just gone. They don't know where it went. Now you know, that could have... Uh, if you're going to announce something like that, something that would get scrutinized, your best bet's to do it right before you kill 3,000 people and that's all people talk about for the next 20 years. And I think that's uh, that's something to leave our, our buddies here to think about and, uh, and you know, say goodbye. I think I did see that recently, and that's the first time I ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we make no claims to fact on this or no. the fact that we buy into this. We are not saying one way or another how we fall on this. And... Uh, I think that's a a good place to uh, to make everybody think. I, uh, I I don't personally know what to make of that, but it seems awfully convenient that the word is put out a day before the worst tragedy on American soil happens, so it distracts the entire nation, if not the world, from the fact that we have how many millions or billions of dollars missing. Yeah, that's that's pretty compelling stuff like that. Okay, I think that's a good stopping point. Uh, we'll uh, we'll let everybody decide for themselves from that. But I would like to say I'd love to hear from you with any thoughts, criticisms, and suggestions for future topics. You can contact me via email at paul at geekpod.com. That's g33kpod.com. On Twitter, where I'm at geekpod. And come join in the fun on Facebook, where you can like the show at facebook.com slash geekpod. Or join the discussion on our fan page, GeekPod's Legion of Geeks, facebook.com slash groups slash GeekPodLegion. All of these links and more can be found at our website, www.geekpod.com. That's G33KPOD.com. I say it better. Yes, you do. Thanks for hanging out with me on Out of My Head, and remember, once it's out of my head, I can never go back. See you next time.